Blessings, good people, and welcome to Father Should, a podcast on fatherhood and twain. Today, I'm your host, Fleming. And I'm Miss Vaughn. And today, we've got a return guest. Yes. Uh, a return, a return guest. Uh, <laughs> my brother, good partner, Dr. Sire. Uh, welcome back. Doc. Welcome back. Thank you, thank you, thank Wait, you. Thank you. Glad to be first. back. Is this our first, like, return? Mm, no, Coach K would be our first return. return. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, yeah. No, but you this whole doctor thing going on, though. So it's. Um, <laughs> I kind of make a sound good. I like it. I got these doctors. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Welcome back, Dr. Saya. Thank you. Glad to be back. Glad to be. Happy New Year, even though it's April, but Happy New Year. Uh, it's I'm good to happy. see beautiful black faces. You know, uh, it's been, uh, gosh, my goodness, because the last time we were together was before the pandemic. Yeah. Yep. I was yeah. in the pandemic. Yep. Yes, we yep. were in person. Yeah. We were. Yeah. 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 A, lot, a lot has changed in that time, don't you say? Mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes indeed yes indeed i uh I, that was that was 2019 yeah. because yes yes yes, yeah. yes that was 2019 yeah. yes indeed yeah i was on about yeah tail in as the world was gonna yep. change as we knew it we had no idea <laughs> no idea absolutely none no. so tell us about your biggest change since yes. come on now come on yeah, so the biggest change is I am now uh, a, a daddy. So as of 6.16 at 9.51 a.m., um, beautiful, beautiful baby girl, uh, Aubrey Cabal, uh, Gagas McLean was born uh, in Cancun, Mexico, actually. So I did international surrogacy, um, which is how I went about my fatherhood journey. And, um, and it was such an interesting journey because of COVID changed everything. Right. So made deposit at the December of 2019. Who would have knew, or would have known rather, uh, March of 2020, the world would have changed. And so I am I'm someone that's risk averse. And so not knowing how the pandemic was going to play out and all of that, um, did decide to wait a little bit because just to see kind of what was going to happen. And after a while, I said, I'm just going to trust God and just trust the process. And so there were two embryos that were that were put in, uh, but unfortunately they didn't take, uh, and so had to repeat the process again with two additional embryos. But from that, uh, Aubrey was born on June sixteenth, okay, twenty twenty one. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, bless Gemini. Your world. Yes, bless your whole Yes, world. indeed. <laughs> She's a Gemini all day too. Both, nothing, both parts, nothing, both nothing parts. but prayers for you, my brother. Nothing but. Hey, prayers. hey, Thank you. hey, hey! We're listening, okay? We're listening, okay? Please don't start us. Okay. I was. I thought I was using my inside voice. My bad. No, no, no! Please don't start. Please don't start. So good. So now, so how's it feel? Get dead. You know, it is 
so 2021 was a very, very interesting year for me. I would say probably the most challenging year of my life as it relates to highs and lows. Mm. So I moved my mother uh, and my stepdad in on December 24th, Christmas Eve, uh, up here to the DMV. I've been trying to get my mother to move for probably about six years. But my mom's was like, nah, I ain't having it. You made your pain. I'm grown. I was like, nah, mom, that's where you need to be. I need to be with you with arms reach. And so finally, mom agreed to come and to move here. Uh, My stepfather actually grew up in DC, so it was an easy move for him. Um, But it was such a blessing having mom Dukes and having dad here and all of that. Uh, But unfortunately, Easter weekend around this time last year, my mom had a really, really bad fall. Uh, no. Well, she was taking my nephew back to my sister's house um, during Easter break. He spent spring break here and she was taking him back home. She mm-hmm. fell flat on her face. She passed out. Mm-hmm. And um, every month thereafter, my mom was in the hospital for something. Now, she went from being healthy to like all of a sudden her health oh, wow. just went uh, on a really, really, really just ex- accelerated pace as it relates to just different things they were finding that were wrong with her. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my daughter, again, was born in June. Um, we had to get our passport, of course, over there and then come back to the U.S. And mm-hmm. when I got back, my mom had lost more weight. And uh, unfortunately, my mom passed on uh, November 5th. Oh, and geez. so when I say highs and lows, it was yeah, yeah. the joys of being a new dad, but then being a caretaker that was not expected. Like, I was mm-hmm. not expecting at all right. for my mom to you know it's still so fresh it's only been like four and a half five months or so right, right. Uh, but i'm still kind of like processing because i would change diapers mm-hmm. diaper of my child and my mom when she was here at the house you know what i'm saying and so it was there's no manual for this thing called life but i will definitely say that um 2021 was again probably the most challenging year yeah. For me emotionally um with both highs and right. lows just because again i was glad that my mom was able to meet my little one in fact my sister had her daughter in january okay. Riel, my niece and aubrey was born in june so we call them salt and pepper so okay. literally <laughs> the two of them like my mom just loves her granddaughter she loves she wanted girls she had nothing but boys knucklehead boys she wanted right. girls and so the fact that my sister and I, uh, Aubrey and Brielle, they are literally salt and pepper, two peas in the pot. So, okay. and even through my mom's final days, uh, when we brought her home and started hospice here at the house, as soon as she saw her grandbabies, she just lit up like a Christmas right. tree. And so right. just really, really glad um, that we had that blessing and they had that time with their with their Absolutely. Oh, jeez. Oh, well, uh, my, my most sincere condolences to you, man. Just in Thank you. Thank you so, so much. It's a it's a challenge dealing with with gaining and losing at the same time. At the same when I tell you I know exactly where you are with that, like, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. just, that story's not for here, but I'll gladly will <laughs> Sure, 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 sure. sure. But uh but yeah, but no, definitely um a joy that, you know, um that she got to see the angels, you know on the way out. And it brought her so much joy. It brought her so much joy. Uh, some of the last photos we had of mom just just smiling, Good. 
she loved her grandbabies. She loved her grandbabies. And I even looked at the picture the other day where she held Aubrey for the first time. Oh. And uh, so it's just like those memories are so, right. you know. Right. Yeah. 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 So now I do have this one question. Mm -hmm. Did any of your, how to, how to phrase that? Um, did you have any expectations as far as on becoming a father or pertaining to fatherhood that have been severely challenged by reality? Mm. That's a great question. Um, I would say for me and having, being an older parent, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I'm so I'm glad that I waited. Okay. I'm glad I waited. Okay. I will say I'm glad I waited. And why do you and why are you uh, glad you waited? You know, because I feel that I could afford my daughter just a much better life. You know, I just feel like I and it's funny, my mom had me older. And I remember my brothers always picking on me. He was like, Man, you got everything. And I was like, Well, yeah, because mommy was in a very different place at 30 in her late 30s and she was a 17. <laughs> so <laughs> so I get, right? And so I'm like, I get that. You can. I get that. You are real petty. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like, you know, and so that's why I was like, I really can appreciate just the fact that, you know, the time. Um, I was just looking at the Instagram reel the other day and it said, you really only have four years for your child to be a baby baby, sort of, you know what I'm saying, in terms of those formative years. Because What's what's blowing me away is how fast she's developing and growing. Like for her to all, she'll be ten months in the cup in a week and a half, and I'm like, when did I, like she'll go to daycare and she'll come home and I'm like, did you grow? Like it's just like they grow so fast. So for me, it's the time piece. Right. It's the time piece right. that I'm like, man, like. I took her out running yesterday on the trail and I just wanted to embrace it and take a bunch of pictures and just, cause I'm like, she's gonna, she's just growing so fast. Yeah. And that's a good thing, right. but it's like, at the same time, I want, I kind of want to hold on to those moments, you know? Enjoy them while you have them. Well, you know, yes. right? enjoy them so yes. wholeheartedly while you have them. <laughs> you know, when, once they go, uh, we're just having a conversation about that as far as like the, the cutesy cabbage patch doll yeah, age yeah. to the point of about like three, four, then they become this entity that's just in your house and you're like, okay, you're doing a whole bunch of stuff, running here, running there, because you want to sign them up for everything and stuff. And then like, yeah. you know, we're just trying to figure out what you may like. Yeah, all of that. And then you get to them teenage years, you know. Ooh. And then they broke and they got Ooh. attitudes and they think they know right. everything. And you right. just look, yeah. you're so stupid, you don't even know you're stupid. Like you don't even realize right. this how you just right. not smart. You are just not smart. And I kind of yes, want to let you fall on your face, but I love you at the same time that I don't want to let you fall on your face. But because I'm the sure. petty person that I am, and that's when you have to remember, like I will just say this as an aunt. Mm -hmm. And me and my mm -hmm. sister just really had this conversation. Like, mm -hmm. we're petty. Very, very petty. Mm -hmm. I will mm -hmm. admit, I am very petty. My <laughs> nephew does certain things, and I just want to purposely, you know, let him fall just because I'm sure, petty. Sure. And then I want to be like, I sure. told you so. And, right. 
you know, it sometimes it works, you know. Sometimes we're trying to go through this whole thing is he wants to be a caddy now. Um he wants to be a golf. Oh, caddy. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's it sound real cute. It sound real good. Give me mm-hmm. we just had our first orientation because he decided that he wants to do um for a place in the city. Mind you, he stays in the suburbs. He don't have no car. Oh, wow. He doesn't have okay. um, he doesn't have any money to get an Uber, but he thought he was just gonna <laughs> magically get there. He was like, but I already called the people and I'm good for the place in the city. You're in the suburbs. You need something where you can get on your bike and you can go to work. Because he got got mama, he got grandmama, he got his bestie, your daddy. I'm sure it's gonna be a conversation later on. I'm sure it is because somebody <laughs> somebody someone's going yes, to indeed. appreciate the fact that he took the initiative to make it happen to get a job and they're gonna get in there. Right. I promise you. I promise you. And don't be surprised if it's if, if it's his bestie. Don't be surprised because you know. Okay, anyway, that's the schedule program. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you're you're you've been daddying for ten months. What ten months, yes. Um I know the last time when you were on here, you talked about the relationship that you had with your dad. So yeah. how do how do you plan to or how are you looking to make that different than how the relationship and then you know if you could just re- explain the relationship that you had with your dad and sure sure absolutely um so my dad god rest his soul he transitioned uh january 5th of 2013 and so my dad and i had a very interesting relationship so my dad and my mom divorced when i was three um and so i have had a blended family and the bonus families, what I call them, because I, I've had such a rich life and childhood in terms of just having, never having any type of tension between my mom and stepmom. And I was so always thankful for that. Like there was never any beef. There was never, the one thing they got along, when they got along was on my dad being trifling. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was a soul, but that was something that, hey, they both aligned on that piece. They aligned on that piece. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, they aligned on that. There was definitely alignment and clarity in regard to that part. <laughs> um, I will say the big thing for me with my dad was just a disappointment. You know, I feel like a father and their son, I feel there are so many things that I wanted to learn and to bounce off of him and to talk to him about. And luckily my mother, my queen, my earth was everything and then some but it's nothing like having your dad you know and so for me it was lots of questions in regards to like yo how is how are you gonna be in new york for work and not even like let me know you're there and you know like what's that about you know and um and then as time went on and as i moved into adulthood you know uh i had actually moved to atlanta and he had no idea I even lived there. My stepmother knew and my stepsisters knew, but I didn't tell him because he and my mother had fallen out about some child support. And mind you, at this point, I'm in my 30s. But he had called my mom. He asked me for my mother's number. And he said, I want to, you know, sp- spread some holiday cheer and talk to your mother. Da, da, da. But he wanted her to write this letter to say that the debt was uh, settled with the child support 
that he owed in arrears. It set my mom on 10 and set me on 20, right? Because I'm like, but dad, you still lying now? Like, bro. And so the beauty though is before I relocated from Atlanta to Minneapolis for work, my dad and I actually had a chance to begin building a bridge as it relates to our friendship. Cause I'm like, pop, you know, that time, time is kind of coming going for us to have that father son, but we can definitely be friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't call me uh, all the time for money. So let there be a purpose outside of it being a financial transaction and we'll be okay. Right. And, and so we, we got, we got there. But one of the things that was really beautiful for me was seeing my dad's interaction with my nephew. Um, my dad didn't really understand the value. I feel of fatherhood and quality time. And so after he was off the road from singing and being an entertainer, and so seeing him with my nephew Titus, like it, it's interesting because it made my oldest brother really jealous because he was already jealous because he left us and went and raised girls that weren't his and all that. Yeah. I was like, that's our family. But add on the fact that he now had this relationship with Titus. But I'm like, Rick, for me, I saw the beauty in that. Right. Because I'm like, Literally, they like two little old men. It was hilarious to see it. And my, and my nephew, unfortunately, his dad wasn't in the picture. So I love the fact that my dad was able to be that mm-hmm. father figure to him. It, it meant the world to me because I'm like, at least he's able to give that. Even though he wasn't able to give it to me, he was able to give it to my nephew Titus. And so I'm so thankful and feel very, very blessed that I had a chance to see that. And that actually helped us to have somewhat of a relationship um, not knowing that a year and a half after I left Atlanta, he would get sick and ultimately pass on. But at least we were in a good place at the point in which he passed on. Right. And I'm just really thankful to ha- having had observed those interactions with the two of them. Cause I'm like, wow, it hit my dad like in his sixties, mm-hmm. but it hit him eventually, right. you know? And so I think that's really awesome. And so for me, flipping it to my mom for a moment, as tough as it was to lose my mom, I'm able now to pay her legacy forward by my daughter. Mm-hmm. So that's the part that I, I think about every day and like talking about her Nana and, you know, and just knowing that her Nana is here with right. us, <laughs> you know, every step of the way. But with my dad, you know, I think that it was just kind of finding that peace before he passed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad that at the point in which he transitioned, we did have that piece because unfortunately my brother didn't even come to the funeral, which was, you know, we're still trying to, there's still some healing work that's happening there because they just never saw eye to eye even up to the end. Right, right. So quick question, just kind of a follow-up. Because your brother, you and your brother had two different relationships with your dad. We did. And in understanding that, do you believe that because I, I really like what you said. You said that, you know, you came to your dad and you were just like, father, son, we kind of passed that point, but let's right. just build a friendship. So Absolutely. to even build that, to even have the forethought to even say like building a friendship, understanding that the whole dad-son relationship is not going to go, but a friendship, that is what made you come to that conclusion that that is what you were probably mm. open for or what you were in need like what came what yeah what yeah. did that miss vaughn that's a great question because it took time because again i lived in atlanta and he didn't even know i lived i lived very right midtown he had no clue and um i got tired of that pain just consuming me you know i saw my brother's 15 years older than me so i saw like 
my brother and his hatred and his disdain. And I said, if nothing else, I should learn from what I don't or how I don't want to end up. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. for me, one day I came in from a business trip and I took him to lunch. We were right on Camp Creek um, to, I think, Ruby Tuesdays. O OLG game wasn't open yet, but uh, <laughs> but uh, we uh, <laughs> but we went down and we sat down and had like a three hour conversation. And I just downloaded with him on just how I felt about him just being abandoned by him. You know, I felt like um, on my, my mom's side's from the West Indies, from Barbados, my dad's side's from, um, from the South. And, um, you know, I shared, I went way deep with him. I said, you know, dad, your favorite nephew that you always brag about molested me and all of my male cousins. Mm. When my mom was trying to do the right thing by sending me down to North Carolina, right? to be to be the good ex-wife to make sure I get exposure to both sides of the family. And dad, where were you? Mm. Where were you? Where were you? Mm. So me finally telling my mom at 30, I think 32, I told my dad before I told my mom about being molested. And he's like, oh, and I'm like, oh, you're angry now? But dude, like, it's like, years later bro i'm like well, there's nothing that can be done now but it wasn't just me right. and because on that side of the family they were all secrets and nobody liked to talk about nothing or whatever i'm like just imagine and i think about my cousins who have gone to prison i'm the only one in fact that hasn't gone to prison from from the boy side from the McLean side and i'm just like just their lives and how, how we all turned up we're all around the same age and it's just like dad you never were there when I was trying to process through that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And because you started a new life in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? When I first moved to North Carolina and went to grad school at Wake Forest, you were like, don't don't give the people your number. We all have the same last name. You told me when I moved to North Carolina not to give them my number. Right. So it's just like, so my dad, that's how my dad would process that. Right. And I'm like, and so that day when I sat him down in that restaurant, I'm like, nah, we about to go all the way there and have a level setting discussion as it relates to me wanting some level of explanation if we're ever going to get this on the right page. And again, it's not from a father son perspective, it's man to man. Right. We're going to establish what our new norm is going to be as it relates to our relationship going forward. And I, I really look back on that time and I'm so glad that was like a day that just stands out in my mind because we were able to build that friendship from there. Right. And and again, it was like, you know, like, wow, like, this is kind of cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, Dad, we can talk, right. and, you know, and, and, and just really not have that animosity and not have that tension. But for me, I released all of that negative energy. And when I say to the two of you that it was so heavy because it played into relationship dynamics over time, abandonment issues that I have, just period. Mm -hmm. it, it all stemmed from that because I'm like, my pops chucked the deuces when I was three. Right. <laughs> it was like, I'm out. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, wow, you know? Um, and so I really am just thankful to having that experience, not knowing that he would die a few years later, but I'm just glad that we were able to do that reset. Right. And again, when I observed him with my nephew, I'm like, man, this is beautiful. Right. Mm -hmm. This is beautiful because my nephew has a strained relationship with his father. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And so seeing that bridge, I was like, wow, like that, keep doing that because Titus needs that. And granted, he had a completely different relationship that I had with him, but I love the fact that he had that and I was able to witness that. And I shared that with my brother. I said, Rick, oh, I can't believe that. I'm like, you still mad. I'm over that, bro. Like, I, I'm not that, that. You have to release that pain. You do, you, have to you do. I, I, I would also, having, having had to have that, con that same conversation with, with my dad, um, mm -hmm. when you first, and, and when you first approached it, did he, did he have any issue with having the conversation or did he understand, like, did he understand instantly where you were coming from and he was open to having a conversation or was there any level of resistance mm -hmm. that took place initially? You know, surprisingly, I was expecting resistance because I came in with time that day. Right. Like I was really looking. I got time today. I got time today. I got time. I got time today. I was looking for this battle with him. I really mm. wanted an emotional response that I did not get from him, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. And he was just calm and just sat there and he listened and he cried. Um which was so surprising to me because I was like Dude, I, I I so saw this going differently today. Um, I was ready, you know, right. throw a biscuit or something. Like, yeah, you, I was ready. You, you were ready for up, battle. You know, I was ready for battle. I was. I really was. I really was ready for that. It's, I really it's was. It's funny. And, it's um, funny with that. Yeah. It's funny with that because I got resistance. Really? When I when I came, I was twenty. I was twenty two. It was when I, it was okay. when I left California to move to, to Philly. Um, mm -hmm. and I was in, I went to, to Louisiana cause you know, it's birthplace. So, I mean, I went down. Sure. Sure. I was there for three weeks, uh, there mm -hmm. for the tail end of Mardi Gras, kind of hung out with some other friends and family. And I went and saw my father the third week that I was there. Okay. And so he was, he was more so mad at me because he knew I was there, but I waited specifically until the end of that trip to go. Ah, so, okay, okay. And then when I got there, my godfather dropped me off, and the two of them were beefing, and I didn't know. But mm, it was like, you know, mm. and so him seeing my godfather dropping me off, me showing up on the mm. last, the third week that I'm there, he don't know how long I'm going to be there for, but it's my last week here, you know. Uh, mm. So I feel like, you know, later on, I, I felt like, okay, maybe that fueled it, uh, because we started having that conversation and it was going good. And then mm -hmm. he shifted. And I, again, I applaud you. I applaud you and I applaud your father. Cause both of y'all like mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. you, had the, you had the, you were at a, at a point in your age to where you had the verbal skills that you needed in order to have that conversation at that time. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, I and, agree. And he was and I, and I and I give him props. I give your dad props for being open and not having a level of resistance, you know. Yeah, you're right because in the past my dad and I think age had everything to do. I think cuz I was in my 30s. Mm -hmm. I think that was because <laughs> I was in my 30s my dad was in his 60s. Right. I think it was that because had I been younger and more fiery like I used to be, I don't know if that and conversation would have went exactly. So right. with yeah. So with that, like with me at 22, 
my father pretty much said the same thing. He was like, well, you know, and he said, well, what do you want from me? And I was like, well, dad, like, mm. I'm, I'm literally moving 3,000 miles away from home. I've never left like that. You know, mm-hmm. like, it would be mm-hmm. nice to be able to pick up the phone and call you because I know you've traveled. I know you've been out there. You know what I'm saying? So it'd be nice to just kind of chop it up and talk to you about what's going on with me. And sure, literally, sure. it was just like, well, you're going to have to respect me as, your, as your, your father before I can be anything else. And I was like, mm. no. <laughs> right, right, so right. The, 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 the me that didn't come for for a rah-rah conversation then you know kind of if you've ever seen the movie over the top with stallone and whatnot like when he's getting ready to do mm-hmm. the arm wrestling you know the arm wrestling thing you flip that hat backwards and stuff and that's literally what it felt like because it was like okay you know i'm about to give you my ass because it's not what i came here for and sure. i'll be damned if that's literally going to be the preference of and unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, um, for anybody, you know, it's it's sometimes it's good. I learned the hard way. Don't come to a conversation with an expectation. Don't. Very true. Don't. Very, very, very. Only true. expectation you should ever have when you approach a conversation is that you're going to be heard. You know, absolutely. And come with, absolutely. And come with the willingness to hear. You know what it is that the other person has to say say as well, and I can honestly say mm-hmm. in that moment at the age of twenty to at twenty two so to your credit, mm-hmm. at a young age, nah, because we said some things. <laughs> oh yeah, like there right, was no, and it was no, yeah. and it was you know it was kind of like we said some things, and it was like I don't know who will ever be able to come back to back from this, and we didn't talk for like three years after that. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah, so. and, and that and that really does resonate with me because I remember the last time my brother and my dad and I were all in the same mm-hmm. room. Uh, my brother asked my dad when he was going to die so we can cash in on his insurance. Wow. And my dad took his fist and he broke the glass table and had to go to the hospital. Yeah. That's the last memory I have of the three of us yeah. being together. Oh. Yeah. The last yeah. memory. Because my brother was a spitfire. Is a spit. He's still yeah, right. he just, right. that mouth just right. goes. It just goes and just goes. And here comes Elvis. He would call my dad Elvis. Here comes Elvis. And I'm like, Rick, chill, bro. Like you do the most all the time. Like the absolute most, brother. Right. Oh, we're so night and day. We're so night and day. And but you know, and I'm like, wow, like, and for me, and my brother and I's relationship is a bit strange. Mm-hmm. Um, primarily since my dad's death, I mean, that was definitely, um, because for me, when my dad was on life support and I was coming down from Minnesota to Atlanta, my brother never came to see my dad during his final days and he didn't come to the funeral. And so then he calls me at the repast and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm just kind of jealous that you and dad made up. And I'm like, tell us, like, that was a choice. And so from there, I had to take a bit of a break from that. And so we didn't talk for about three mm-hmm. years. Um, more like two, it was two, okay. it was actually two years. Christmas time, my niece came up from a and mm-hmm. We talked and I just shared with him, I'm like, Rick, I felt like in those final moments when we were making decisions about life support, you like you were not there. Right. And so there was a band that came from Carolina with all the McLeans packed up in there, coming to Atlanta and you didn't even like you didn't even call me back when I called you and was like dad is in his last you know he's not gonna make it to the weekend you never called back 
but you mad at me and jealous because I made up with that? Like, yeah. Oh. So the, the tough part about that is, is that, is that, not mad at you, mad at self. Mad at self. Mad at self. And then also mad at dad because I wasn't, I wasn't able to have that conversation that I needed to have with him right. that you had with him. Well, because yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you were mm-hmm. able to put some stuff. You were just able to say some, take some stuff off of your chest mm-hmm. that needed mm-hmm. to be said, mm-hmm. and he did not. Absolutely, because he was still so much in anger and in so much in self. And you, on the other hand, realized like, hey, in order for me to get past this, like, I, I just need to move on. Right. Absolutely. Well, I, I think it was, you know, in addition to that or different perspective to look at. I think more so, I think your brother was trying to pull a James Brown. He was trying to pay your dad mm. back and he stepped oh, away from yeah. your dad. I was about to say, you got to explain that because I'm like, I don't understand the James Brown. Okay, thank you for bringing that to yeah. full circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the payback, the payback, the payback right? yeah. I'm going to mm-hmm. like, like, this is, this is, I imagine this is a time where you need me. Mm-hmm. Like a time when I mm-hmm. need you. You know, I never thought and of it. I got the opportunity right. to go ahead and show you what this pain feels like of not of having mm. in you. Of you know, me not showing up the way yeah, you didn't show up. up for me. Yeah. 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 I never thought of it like that, but I think you're yeah. exactly, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's a doozy, man. That's spot on. That's yeah. spot on. That's yeah. spot. I never thought about it from that perspective, but I think you're exactly right. I definitely. Because hmm. as they say, hurt people hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. And that's why when I saw, you know, Fleming down in uh, Vegas with his son and just cataloging that experience, I was like, just wow. Like to see somebody taking the time to make just beautiful and meaningful memories and it, it just, it stood out to me in such a way. And it kind of reminded me of but on a much broader scale, like my dad with my nephew. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, when I see that the men and brothers are taking the time right. to make memories that are gonna last a lifetime, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, this is something that you don't, and I guess for me, it was really sensitive to me at that time, because I was just getting ready to start this process. Right. So, right. Okay. and okay. I see parents that are like, they go to the, you go to a restaurant, they, everybody's in their phone, you know what I'm saying? They're not even having their conversation. And I'm like, and here's this brother taking his son all the way across the United States of America. That's what I'm talking about, that old school, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just just such a beautiful thing, you know? And And it's funny because even now, trying to have meaningful routines, you know, in the baby's day, you know, trying not to do too much Coco Melon, like Coco Melon's a thing. Right. That's the new baby. Right. Coco Melon, boy. I hear. <laughs> Coco Melon is like the Beyonce, the kids. It's crazy. Hey, look, um, with, with Chris, but just, yeah, it was backyard again. So totally. Yeah. Totally yes, indeed. You know what? Oh my gosh. Like, Saya, quick question. Huh? What is your, yeah. what is your routine that you, are doing with the baby like what is yeah what are you developing so, as you guys think i know that's, that's changing, a great but... question yeah yeah def- definitely definitely changing because she's a- she's so active now like mm-hmm. i remember she would just sit there and just look up <laughs> and just be chilling now ooh, ooh, i'm changing her pamper she like reaching i call her rolling ray i don't know if y'all know who rolling ray is yes 
Um, but I call her Rolling Ray because she rolls everywhere. Like she rolls, she's fast. So I call her Rolling Ray. Uh, yeah, she's Rolling Ray. Seriously, seriously. Um, so the morning routine is, you know, getting her up in the morning, giving her her bottle, all that good stuff, taking her, dropping her off at daycare. Um, when she gets in, we try to limit time with the TV, you know what I'm saying? In terms of like not too much cocoa melon. So cocoa melon for about maybe 15 to 20 minutes or so after the bottle and the burp. And then there's like a little play area that we have downstairs for her where she gets in, she jumps around and does all that. And cause she's so, she, she needs that cause daycare has caused her now. She's so stimulated that she needs an activity like every <laughs> 10 to 15. She's like, okay, what's next? And I'm just, and so Sweet. I think that's that the part for me that Sweet. was different. Yeah. Right. Right. Cause she just goes and goes and goes. And like I said, rolling Ray, like mm-hmm. she will grab and, and, and I'm like, I remember she would just sit there and just be changed and you know, but now it's like, hey, 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 good morning. <laughs> right, right. So, yes, indeed. So, and then, like, like I mentioned yesterday, you know, um, wanting to spend time outdoors. It, it, I wish it was a little bit warm outside, but we went out there for probably about two hours down to the trail, Indian Head Trail, and just went out there, took her out the, you know, the stroller, took pictures by the lake, and just trying to create those memories and you know, just spending that quality time because now it's like balancing work and home. Right. But I tell you, I was very, very overwhelmed though when I had to balance work, home, my mom and her. Mm-hmm. Like when all those things were happening, I was in therapy, thank goodness, because I had never been challenged. I felt like the walls were closing in, you know? And on top of that, I had stopped drinking alcohol on my mom's birthday, June 24th of last year. Mm. So... But so I was like, you know, my daughter's here now, you know, I want to live a long time, be an old man. And so I'm going to make a life change. So I cut out alcohol completely. And so I'm like, ooh, so now what do I do when I do with stress? We. Right? Um, I mean, I say we, but, you know, I'm not saying go smoke, but if you do, that's okay. Yes, Yes, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. You know, to be able to get that escape. So that's why I really came up with like this four kind of quadrant wellness visual for myself where I'm like, okay, I got family, I got work, I got um, personal, and then I have extended kind of family because it was a new dynamic that I had to work mm-hmm. with, with what's going on with mom and kind of managing those expectations. Sure. And if I didn't have that 25% for me, yeah. like, and it was all balanced. Like I, I, I literally had to do a check almost every day to say, okay, I need that time. Mm-hmm. Whether it's going outdoors, whether it's working out, I didn't really have the time I used to have. Right. But sometimes it was just mindful meditation, okay. you know, and just taking that time just to woo side, right. just to woo yeah. side, you know, because it, it was just I had never been on such an emotional, yeah, and, and, and technically speaking, you're still on it. Like that's the thing. Yeah, you still on it. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be a while. It's gonna be a while. You know. Absolutely. My biggest struggle now is I'm not allowing myself grace mm-hmm. with my, the death of my mom mm-hmm. because I lost. Because I'm like I lost a parent nine years ago, right. so I should be used to right, it. Right, right, right. It's so different. It's so different. It's yeah. so different. When I say I'm still going through first, I just turned 45 and my first birthday without my mom. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? I'm still experiencing the first. And she died around the holidays, so it's yeah, like yeah. 
all those pieces, you know? And so, um, but I'm really working on that in therapy. I'm working on, you know, really giving myself grace and just allowing myself to stay positive and to allow myself to feel because I find that every time I start talking about my mom, even earlier when we first started, I start tearing up that quick. And it's just like, I, I purposely shut down and I'm like, I can't shut down all the time. So I'm that. trying to. Because you do yeah, realize so that. that, and they always say that whenever you have to allow yourself to feel whatever you're feeling in that moment. And yep. as, um, as my therapist says, is that you just gonna have to sit in it. Yeah. Absolutely. And that, Absolutely. And, you know, and I, you know, I go back and forth with her on that. And she was like, you are going to have to sit in it. She was like, that's the only way you're going to give yourself the grace to feel it. She said, because if you stop it before it starts, you don't know what, you know, she was like, it could be something brief. It could be something long, but you have to sit in it. And Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. think just because with us, it's just like, okay, we're thinking about the next thing we have to do. Okay, I can do this or I can do that. Go, go, go. The whole Mm -hmm, thing is, mm -hmm. is that if we're not, the reason why that emotion and stuff is coming up is because we're not taking care of it when it's happening. Right. So again, we, we're allowing this to build up. So it's just like, it's like that pot that you just keep, you know, That's you know, right. you That's add right. hot water to it. Okay. We about to blow, we gonna boil over. And mm-hmm. so it's just like even understanding that boil over part because, you know, now we're having this whole dynamic. I know what my boil over used to be a couple of years ago. I, I don't think I can handle this. That's right. That's right. That's right. So it's just, you know, that whole giving yourself grace thing. I don't know why that is the hardest thing to do. Like, you know, you're just like, okay, whatever. But the older you get, it is the hardest thing to say, like, you can give other people grace, but yourself, you just, you know, the expectations we put on ourselves is just kind of like. Let's loosen this noose we got on our neck. That's so true. That's so true. I always ask myself, so you know, when those moments come up, it's again definitely like that. But remember, we had a conversation when I got back from Cali, and mm-hmm. we were in the spot, mm-hmm. and you know, Mr. Cool over here had his sunglasses on in a dim lit, dim lit spot, right? And so we're talking about the trip, and I see this little twinkle off on the side, and he, he rips the glass off. He's like, "That's right, I'm crying. So what?" And I was like, "No." Nah, like you know like that's that's i hate the fact that you know we as unfortunately as from from our early age on is as kids little boys get taught to stuff stuff that's true that's true you know shut up shut up or or man up right but i mean all of those all those aspects it's like okay you're you're teaching us to basically now suffocate what it is that we're feeling and so now as i've gotten older i just said you know when those feelings come up i think to myself okay do i want to deal with this now or do i want to deal with this later Deal with it now because I don't want to deal, deal with it later because I know if I push it down and there's always going to be things, especially like you said, as we get older, there's more stuff that we yeah. take on. It's more things that we got to do. It's always something for us as adults to do, right? There's always work. Right, there's right. always organization stuff, you know, there's things that your friends want to do with you. There's things that your family want to do true. with you. There's, and, and then there's the things that you want to do for yourself and doing for yourself is getting all of the things that are on your checklist done and yes. your feelings are at the very bottom of that totem pole. 
the that is so that is so very true and you know what there was a i think the first question you asked me tonight about what i thought it was going to be in terms of my expectations versus the reality mm -hmm. i feel so bad to all my boys friends bros that i gave a hard time to when they first had a kid <laughs> because <laughs> Your time is not like, because I was like, man, y'all, man, come on, man. We, I vanished. Like, it's like, because your time is no longer your own. And I'm like, I get it now. I get it. It is no longer now. about you. It is no longer about you. I'm like, yeah. good luck with that. Adult time, what's right. that? Um, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> so like, that was the one thing I was you like. You know, when you oh, mentioned earlier, as far as experiences and things, it's like, you know, like, I'm getting ready to, I'm getting ready to take my son to go see the far side up in New York, right? Wow. Complete wow. surprise trip for him. He has no clue that we're going to do that. He just knows that we're going to New mm -hmm. York. But it's, but, and I say this for you, as, as your daughter gets older, right? You then have to sit there and stay abreast as into what, what new experience can we do based on the age and where she's at? You know, mm -hmm. and so that is the thing of where because again, I see so many folks that be like, "Oh, well, we're gonna go to Disney World, we're gonna go to you know Universal Studios," and it's like they pack on all this stuff, and it's just like, "Bro, this is the fourth time you've taken the family to Disney World." But there's only Correct. but so much Correct. you can see. Can we think of some other things to 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 do that they Correct. might actually enjoy? Right. You know, so keep that I mean, that 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 aspect. I would definitely I say if she was, you know, it is very much of, I know for my one, uh, my one friend, um, they have a girl, they have a daughter and mm -hmm. he was trying mm -hmm. to figure out something to do with her, but she loved dance. And so he was just like, I don't know how to dance. I'm not, I'm like, dance with her. Like, it doesn't matter if you're in right. the living room with her, just like do like, just take her somewhere, just dance with her. So now that's their thing. Like, they don't care. They'll be dancing. Like, oh, you know, they'll that. be outside. They'll go dance or they'll sing. Like, I know for me and my dad, it was always like, my dad used to always make the car. We used to think he'll make the car dance, but he was just taking his foot on and off the brake. We were kids. We were gullible. But he used to make it. I love that. I, I remember my brother's so yeah, that was like yeah. kind of like the thing, and you know, he'll turn the music all the way up, and you know, yeah, we would probably be sick as a dog throwing up all. Of, but you know, Daddy made the car dance, so it was right. It, it's de it's definitely different things now. I would say that was something me and my dad did when we were younger. Now we go work out. Mm -hmm. Like that's now our thing. We're going oh, like okay. runs and stuff like that. Anytime like I do a race or something like that, he's like, "Come on, I'll sign up." I'm like, mm, "I don't know about you and your new hip. Let's you know, let's." Try <laughs> so that is like you know, right now you know, yeah, y'all doing a cocoa melon, and it's probably just sitting there watching a cocoa melon or just feeding her the bottle, and then they'll eventually it'll get to like reading a book or she quote unquote reading you a book. That's that's gonna be a gift. Yes, yes, indeed. I got a picture of her the other day reading with a book of something I can't pick her. I'm like, look at this book. What are you doing, little girl? <laughs> be like, but baby, she is reading to you. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. What's your favorite, <laughs> what's, what's your favorite musical? Uh Lion King. Okay. Mm -hmm. I hate Lion, Lion, Lion King. King. But okay. you hate the Lion King? I, Maybe. I have a personal, personal reason why I hate Lion King, but you don't okay. you, you just don't believe it was played in the best 
people liked. You don't hate it. It just wasn't oh, no. played in the best. I feel like- I feel like I hate it. But what I would say is, <laughs> what I would say is, you know, that's, I have a very, look, I have a very, I have a Trump level dislike for. <laughs> okay, there we go. So, <laughs> what I would say is definitely like, you know, that all the things that are a joy for you. Like, I love musicals. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There are several musical tracks that I have on my phone to where when it comes on, mm-hmm. my son is like, that's my backup singer. We in the car, oh, like, you know, God, we God. just, that's our thing, you know? So, yeah. you know, we have our rules when it comes to, to the music in the car. Like, you know, that's why I like taking him to this concert is such a big deal for me because when we did, when we made that drive across country, I was, you know, mm-hmm. the music you heard in, in your high school years and college years, right? Like those, those become the significant, you know, sure, sure. for you. And so for me, uh, high school, far side, bizarre ride to the far side, 10th grade, yeah, like ninth, tail in ninth, going into 10th grade. And, mm-hmm. and the album was just, you know, like the epitome of my life at that point. Sure, so sure, like, okay, sure. so it's going to be, Three of the original four members from the group performing, I was like, I gotta go. It's the thirtieth anniversary, thirtieth anniversary of the album. I was like, Yeah, I gotta I gotta go. So yeah. Thankfully I definitely so, yeah. Which is scary how fast time goes because um yeah. you know, I'm just thinking about we have three babies that were born. So uh Brielle, January, Aaron, male cousin, February, and then Aubrey in June, and it's like, wow, the 2021 crew is what we call them, and it's like... These nicknames, I love them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we love a nickname. I love the name. Salt and Pepper, Rolling Red. She really is Rolling Red, though. She is Rolling Red. Like that, that, like that. Because I'm like, little girl, like, like, what is going on? And so nosy, she'll turn around, she hears something. I'm like, good night. I went to snooze. Like, can I, like, you know what I'm saying? Um, so it's it's just that part has just been just the most beautiful piece of the developmental milestone. Mm-hmm. It's like all of those things. Right. And see, and now I'm so hypersensitive to it when I see other kids. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, man, wow. So at this stage, and uh, right. and uh, right. you know, and so it it's it's a really, really cool time. It really is. And that's why I talk about being me being appreciating being a little older sure. because um, even when I'm away for work now, so I just start traveling again for yeah. work. Um, I can't wait to get home. Right. I send her a little Coco Melon message in the morning, a video, you know, okay. daddy's away. Just, you know, cause I just, and just seeing how light up when she hears my voice on the phone right. and, you know, cause it's just, it's definitely, I see now how my mom used to look at me. Yeah. Even as a 40 something year old man, my mom would always have those flashbacks. I'm like, mom. Always. Yeah. And I'm like, I get it now. Yeah. Because when they view us as babies, they, they, we are still their babies yeah. no matter what. And now, and now yeah. I see it. I'm like, yeah. I get it yeah. now. I yeah. get it now. I and the same, and the same, even for even for for dads, like it's moms and dads and stuff. Because my father, yeah, yeah, my father would always tell me, like, you know, because let's see, I'm twenty, so like thirty year difference. You know, I'll be in my eighties, you'll be in your fifties, but you still be my baby, like. 
Right, right, Just right. Don't call me your baby in public. <laughs> yeah, and that was yeah. My dad was uber emotional like that too. Try to kiss me and stuff. Like my dad. Was right, like, right. That's a southern thing. Like I really do like like. Yeah, I it, agree. It I agree. Yep, yep. Very you know, sensitive, very mushy. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, my, my mother does the same thing. Like, you know, we go out some sometimes, you know, and I'm just taking her to the mall and she won't come and slide. I'm like, hey, lady, don't be trying to hold my hand. What is you doing? There's women in the mall. God damn it. Like, I'm trying to get shows too. So, yeah. Right. That was that. That was that. So wow. I love it. Wow. wow, you I hold your mother's hand because you're trying to get shows. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I she brought you into this world and that's how you do her. Wow. <laughs> I came to the thing and got me here. Here we go. Okay, anyway, with your next question. Go ahead, because you was about to say something. Go with your next question. So, uh, so no, so um, plans for any more? We, we stop we stop at one one and done? You know, good question. Good question. Okay. Good, good question. I mean, do you have that itch? Because, I mean, she could do a party I think I would. And, you know, and I think I really will because give you a break. You know what's so funny about that? <laughs> That part, that part. But you know, it's so funny because I really wasn't expecting time to fly like this. Like, mm. it, it, it's so crazy that I'm like, that on that, just like that. You blink your eye, it's like, boom, she's about to be walking. Because now she, you know, she realized she has a voice. So she's like, ah, and it's call and response and all that. And I'm like, I know in like about a year, I'm going to have that. Itch. I'm going to miss that baby, baby, baby time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where they yeah. just lay there on you and she was before Roland Ray came into the picture, you know what I'm saying? Right. And she was just, drooling now on it's you. like right. And you don't just, know if just, it's gas or if they smiling at you. It's just you just oh gosh, you just you feel good about yourself. Like, oh it, you do, you do. And it's like where now, and it's funny because she even had teeth at like six months. I'm like, what is going on with these COVID babies? Like, what in the world? Um, you know, so they everything is just happening so fast. COVID they babies are they, different. They are different. They they built a little different. They built a little different. They different. And uh, so, so I'm thinking about it. I mean, if I if I don't, because there there still are four embryos left. Okay. So I'm thinking about okay. it. Um, but I'm like at the same time having the two cousins that are they all around the same age. I'm like she would still have playmates right. regardless. Right. True. Um, you know now, actually one of our uh, we got a fraternity brother actually going through the process now. And he's a few years older than me, and I said, brother, let me tell you, brother, let me tell you. I said, I know, you know, you see the pictures and stuff. He's like, oh, it's so cute, it's so cute. I said, it's work, brother. It's work, brother. I'm not saying you're not ready. I'm just want to get you prepared. Right that this baby's gonna need for every i mean you know daycare we started in january with daycare mm -hmm. um she was six months because it got to a point working at home she can't sit still so it's right. like good luck with that good luck with that like Please, you gotta go what you mean you, you want to get some work done on, right. you gotta work you gotta work so too because okay, you can't I do said. this right right yeah, it used to be. Oh, they're like, oh, can we see the little one? She'd be quiet. Where is she? Where is she? I'm like, she right here. Now, ah! and it's like, no. So, so, 
You know, so I'm just, you know, she want to talk to. She got something to say. She wants to talk to. Exactly. Exactly. And it's beautiful that now, you know, surrogacy is a little bit more mainstream now, too, with people going that route. To right. do it, it's just the price point I always say, because, you know, it's something that we plan for and, you know, you save for and all that. But even the surrogate, Janet, like, you know, still keep in contact with her. She has swing girls, so still keep in contact with her. Uh, we don't speak, she speak, she don't speak no English, I don't speak no Spanish, but we got Google Translate and we just go back and forth. We make it work. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We got Google Translate. That's all we got. You know you 90 Day Fiance, right? I mean, straight up. Like, I'm like, okay. I'm going to say that. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say that. Like, okay. Because, ooh-wee, man, oh, man, oh, man. I'm telling you, it was in the beginning. It was just like, yo, it was not. Because we had a journey coordinator that kind of contributed. But I'm like, nah, like, mm-hmm. you know, okay, I, I want to do this. And I wanted to take get pictures of her when she was three weeks old. Because they were like, you know, take pictures of baby baby's first right. month. I said, Lord, how am I going? So we were doing everything on the website. They couldn't speak English. I couldn't speak Spanish. They sent me their Facebook. I'm like... Why did I not pay attention to Spanish in high school? Like, why was I the class clown? Why am I paying for it right now? Why am I paying for it? Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm coming to bite you in the butt. Like, I be big time, big time. Yeah, Miss Miss Hart, Miss Hart was right. She's like, you're gonna pay for this one day, and she's right. Here you are. Linda Hart, Linda yep. Hart, and here I am. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> oh my gosh. So let's so so I read about ten months, two months away mm-hmm. from being a year. Yes. So eighteen. What would you say to her right now, or what what would you want to say to her right now that you would want to bless her with mm-hmm. at the age of eighteen? The choice to pursue that next step without any financial barriers so if it's her deciding to go to college which of course i would hope that she would want to do but i want to be open because you know in 20 gosh 40 well 39 yeah. 2039 it's so funny because i already said she's gonna be spring 40 for zeta i already had that already planned out she got the oh, day everything i already got i already got really I mean, I already got the onesie. I already got, I mean, she's been all Come on, we're going to keep this blue and white legacy going. There we go. So, absolutely. Oh, I mean, on, people. Yeah. I mean, we got, our sword's got cheated for Centennial. So, I, I'm so I'm so hating on SG Row right now because <laughs> everything shut down. It was like the world changed. Yeah. So, missed that yeah, opportunity. Yeah. Um, so, but I, but I want to, but you know, at 18, I want her to be able to, so if she says, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur, I want to. Now, you have to have a plan now. You have to have right, a plan. Absolutely. But I, I want to be able to allow for her to pursue her dream, you know, and to have that four-year period to figure it out. So my hope is that she would consider higher education, um, you know, but at the same time, I'm open to whatever that may be that she has a plan on how she's going to get there. Okay. Okay, cool. And I'm going to remove any obstacles or barriers to ensure that that can happen. You know, right. um, I want to make sure I'm available. I want to make sure that I'm present. Um, 
I'm overprotective by nature. So with my sisters and mm -hmm. female cousins, I'm just I'm I'm that I'm that guy. So with with my little one, wow, eighteen, I'm just like, wow. I'm trying to work on not being overbearing now because even at our daycare, there's like alerts that we get every. She's been fed. She has a nap. She has just potties. So I'm like, I'm trying not to be the overprotective, overbearing parent. But I'm like, I see how helicopter parents are born because I get alerts all day, and I'm like, but you don't want to cut it off. And then she had an incident report one day, and they just had a little band-aid. So I'm, I'm working on that working on that you know what i'm saying yeah. um you know but definitely at 18 i would like for her to have finished high school mm -hmm. um and again whatever she would like to embark upon me being there to be a coach to be right. a dad to also have to have an active listening ear because i do know it's hard sometimes uh, especially being, you know, Gen X to say, hey, it has to happen this way, Aubrey. It needs to be this. It has to be that. Right. You know, right. I really want to be an open. I want to learn from the mistakes that, and my mom didn't really make as many as my dad did. My mom was very open. Mm -hmm. um, she was no, she was, but she was no joke. But she was open and she was okay with me sharing pretty much everything with her. You know, my mom right. was really cool in that way. Um, right. Not really. I wasn't scared to tell my mom. Well. When I was acting out, but like when I as I got older, my mom became right. like my best friend, you know. Um, and so I definitely want to have that relationship with my little one, where she could like she could tell her papa anything. Oh okay. come on, papa! Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, we're down to near the end here. Okay. Um, what would be the one P for, for, but as you said, you, you decided to wait, you got to wait until you got a little older. Many mm -hmm. out there that, are, that may be considering that, what would be the one piece of advice that you would give them? Patience. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you decide to go any route, whether it's natural, you know, or via surrogacy, the one thing that really, really rocked my world um, during this process was the first embryo transfer that was done, the surrogate got pregnant, her beta levels were real low. Yeah. And the same day that she lost those two embryos, a close friend of mine, an fraternity brother lost his baby at five months, the baby had to be, it was a stillborn, had to be born right then. Mm, wow. And I went to the memorial, y'all. Oh my Baby. goodness. I went to the memorial online. Mm. My anxiety went through the roof. Like I, whew, seeing so many people lose their children at different stages of pregnancy. Um, I never, and then it seemed like it was all around me. There was, um, one of a uh, close college friend of mine, he was down in uh, Waco, Texas. This guy that was at his wedding, his wife lost a baby at nine months. And I'm like, yo, like, I, I, like I, I'm like, I just, I'm like, I never realized that it, that, I mean, I knew that it could happen, but it just seemed like it was everywhere. And then we were in COVID, so everything was amplified during that time. 
So I would just say patience. You know, I would say patience with the process. Mm. Um, you know, depending on how many embryos you're able to create, you know, I would just say, you know, just be patient because it may pray, definitely pray. Um, but it isn't as easy as it seems, but that could happen with natural, you know, doing it the natural way too, in terms of like, you know, uh, because like I said, I was just seeing people losing their babies at all different stages of pregnancy. And it freaked me out a little bit, to be honest. I was very nervous. Um, and I said, I just can't wait to see her 10 little toes and, 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 and fingers. And, and I mean, again, at 9.51 on 6.16, she came out, she peed on me. I was just, I just cried and cried and cried. And um, I said, God, thank you. And I really feel that it was in God's time because as I lost a woman in my life, I gained mm-hmm. a female in my life that I'm able to care for. And so I feel like it was all, because otherwise they would have been born in 2020. So I'm like, it all to me happened. Right. I feel right. the way it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. I, I really, really feel that in my heart. I really do. I really, so patience is definitely what I would say with the process. And um, and what do they call it? The baby trip that you do before? Uh, what do they call it before you had your baby? Baby, your baby, uh, baby, baby moon. moon. Mm-hmm. I'm, even though I couldn't, it was COVID, but I tell you, because life changes. <laughs> <laughs> life changes. Life changes. Take it. <laughs> life changes. Take a baby moon and, and 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 patience, and definitely, 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 definitely patience. Um, definitely that. <laughs> I got it. Got it, Miss Ryan. Anything you'd like to add? Um, no. I just, you know. I just, I think that it is a absolute beautiful thing that you're doing. Um, and again, so more much. so than anything else, it's just the peace that you are able to come to with your dad. And then just mm. the kind of full circle moments that you were able to experience, you know, it's going to help you with your baby. Like she is going mm-hmm. to test you in ways that are unreal to you. But you mm-hmm. have some experiences and everything that you can relate to and you have people and you have a village. So I just, you know, I definitely commend you. Uh, welcome to uh, being you, a queen. girl dad. It is the greatest thing in the world. Thank you, queen. Facts. Yes, you know, ain't, ain't nobody going to take care of you like your daughter will, especially your That's oldest right. and your first. You know, she'll be your favorite. That's right. Screw them other ones. I'm telling That's you that now. Right. She'll be your favorite. <laughs> But <laughs> she'll take care of you and love you like no other. So congratulations. Thank That's all I got. you so much, Queen. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, I would definitely say, bro, I am uh, happy for you. Um, it is indeed a, a wonderful thing. I think, I think you're going to make an awesome father. Me personally, you know, um, you don't you don't go through what you go through and not take it and then turn around, turn it or turning it into a blessing, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what I see you doing in 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 this. Everything in which it is that you grew through, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, what it is that you're able to make sure that 
you 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 have a better you you will have a much a very heightened sense of clarity when it comes to parenthood. I I would definitely agree with you. Um, You know, those trials and experiences were definitely opportunities to grow. Um, You know, again, being able to reframe my experiences, even with my dad, you know, it's so interesting because seeing him be to my nephew, actually I have two nephews that he was kind of a pop he was he was grandpa he was right. mentor coach all right. that stuff and they loved my dad yeah. and i mean in in such an incredible way yeah. and i'll never forget i'm like wow this is so just amazing to see mm-hmm. um you know because had i not been healed i wouldn't have been able to appreciate right experiencing that right but whereas i'm like oh my gosh i love the fact that my dad is able to to, to be what yeah. my grandfather my mom's dad was to me mm-hmm. taught me how to tie my shoe yeah. taught me how to read taught me how to i mean leopold berry my mom's dad because my mom and dad got divorced my grandfather was my father right and i saw the cycle repeat itself with my dad and my nephews and that's why i was like well, and i maybe in that I, <laughs> epiphany that's why that was so beautiful to me is because I remember that was my, what my grandfather was to me. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the, it's the thing of coming to, you appreciate seeing that he had the capability. Absolutely. Even if it Absolutely. that you have the capability. That you, but you do have the capability. Which you is do it in you. It's so in it's, you. It's, it's in every, look, I tell people, it's in every father, period. It, the only mm-hmm. thing that happens is your circumstances will, will we like, like, like earlier when we were talking about our emotions, right? Mm-hmm. We will let our situations dictate our emotions and then our emotions will then dictate our choices. Absolutely. That yeah. we make, right? Absolutely. And, and we can easily, we can easily say, say that we can easily make something that really in essence just looks bad right now. We make it seem like it's the end of the freaking world right. and I don't want to be at it. And we go elsewhere. You You're know, exactly right. not, saying, not, saying, not saying it is right, but it's a thing. Do it. It's a thing. It's definitely a thing, you know. So, but of course, it, that also requires, again, another heightened sense of awareness of self it's to up. where, you know, you can be honest with yourself about how you are right now, where you at right now, you know, what you're going through right now, you know. So with that, I would definitely say, you know, when the time comes, because I'm sure it will, mm-hmm. when the time comes pertaining to you and your brother, you yeah. know, you'll approach that differently next time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We're taking baby steps. We we yeah, have been texting. Absolutely. We've right. been texting. Um, he always asks for pictures of his niece. and. Right. It's baby steps. It, yeah. it, it's uh, because for me, if my brother were to go tomorrow, I'd be devastated. So yeah. because of that, I'm not going to cut him off. I'm definitely right. going to continue to try to make deposits in that account. Um, right. he, he's doing the same. He is reaching out right. to me as well, which right. has definitely been helpful um, in building that bridge and building right. that bridge. Because he's going to see he's going to be able to see the type of dad that you are mm-hmm. and that you're being, you know, 
that's going to be his firsthand experience. Just like you seeing your dad with your nephews, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. him seeing you with your daughter is going to be his his mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And his yeah. approach to her and with her is going to be so completely different. Like, right. just take notice of how he interacts with her, how he is with mm-hmm. her, and then it's going to bring you, especially a back about to the time with your dad and stuff like that, because eventually he's probably going to have that epiphany of I wasn't able to change it with my dad, but I can do it with, I could put just some deposits in my nieces. That's right. I will, That's I, right. I will honestly That's right. say that I was very blessed by that. Like my dad wasn't mm-hmm. always there. He was in the military. So his brothers, mm-hmm. my mother, um, my mother's brother, I have all kind of male figures, positive male figures in my life. So it wasn't until I got older that it was like, oh, a dad be dad and stuff. I didn't know what that was. I was black. Right. So it's just like, I know for mm-hmm. me, it is, I'm, you know, again, I'm overprotective of my dad, my uncles, um, cousins. Um, I didn't have a grandfather. Like, I didn't have that, but I had so many male influences who were just like, mm-hmm. yes. And, you know, you will definitely, you know, just watch out for it. And you're already open to it. Just, you know, mm-hmm. you know, he's just, you know, he may need a little push or he just needs a little open door. If he knows it's an open door, he might just come on in there. That, that is so true. That is so true. And I think he also is learning because this, uh, my niece just got married recently. She's 23. Um mm-hmm he's seen how challenging it is to manage the dynamic between his wife, which is her stepmom mm-hmm. and her. Right. So it's just interesting now seeing those dynamics right. play out. Cause I'm like, you're right. so critical of dad, but right. he is my niece thinking that you choosing your wife over your daughter. Right. So, right. I mean, it's just right. like navigating those right. waters and it's so right. cool experiencing this with him. And he's like, yeah, cause you know, your niece, I said, she's you with hair. That's who she is. <laughs> That's who she is. That's who she is. Like, you know that she right. You know that, that you, but you right. Okay. Right, 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 right. right. Hey, what you want? That shit. That's you all day long. Just like another particular somebody I know, but you know, we won't even go there right to go there today. So, mm-hmm. with that being stated. I want to say thank you again, sir, for coming back on to the thank show. You, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. So I always much. enjoy, you know, you are welcome back anytime. Absolutely. You, know, you sit, and, sit one day and pop up and be like, you know what? I want to have this conversation with them. We're here for it. All <laughs> we, I, here for I, it. we ain't doing that. I love dude. that. We ain't doing that. I, I right. absolutely love that. No, and pre- appreciate the platform again. I mean, who would have thought that? Literally, this was the year right before. That's what I'm like. As I right. came back, I'm like, right. wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So, yeah. no, the timing could not be more opportune. And um, I just uh, appreciate it to the platform and what you're doing around this particular subject because it's so needed. It's so, 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 so very needed. We have a world full of noise and chaos and an image of black men, even as recent as what transpired last Sunday, right? Where the right. image of black men specifically, it's just, right. It's, right. it's so, 
there's so much work that needs to be done. And to me, this is just providing a platform for positivity, um, for a space for, for growth, for healing, for transparency, all those things. And so I do appreciate the two of you for the platform and inviting me back. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to this week's show. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at FathersShouldPod. You can also visit our website at www.fathersshould.org.